somebody has an interesting question. Of course, I'm the boss. Of course, I'm the manager. But uh, at three o'clock, my influence in the game is is nothing. A coach is uh, somebody who should uh, see a lot of things. I think the most important things are your eyes. Morning, uh, Marvin. Welcome uh, inside the coach's room. Thank you very much for the invitation. I'm really looking forward to speaking to you. Yeah, so we 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 already been in contact for a while, and uh, well, we have to uh, thank the club as well that they gave you the opportunity to to talk to us. Yes. Um, so that's good. Um, and let's just go into yeah what you do uh, on a daily basis, what your philosophy is as a young coach, 23, but already working. Uh, at an interesting pro club but before uh, we go into this this podcast is called inside the coaches room do you have like a sort of a coaches room at the club is there a get together uh, a spot or is there a meeting room that you that you sit how, how is it organized yeah we have a lot of offices um, but uh, we have one office for the coaches uh, yeah. where uh, the Coach uh, under 13, under 14, under 15, and the goalkeeper coaches uh, are sitting in one room. Yeah. Um, and um, then we have a big room uh, where we can come together and uh, hold some meetings, uh, also with the players, some video analysis. Um, and uh, yeah, we have a lot of possibilities to come together. Okay. So um, there's a lot of. Is it a culture? Well, you've been there now for roughly a year and a half. Do you feel there's a culture of sharing and open and openness, and that that yeah, that those offices are really there to make to make each other better? Uh, yes. that, was that how you experienced it coming from, let's say, your local club into a professional club where everything is more, everybody's more invested, even has more time to share? Yeah, um, one big thing is um, that it's very important in our club that the doors are always open. Yeah. in every office um, so you feel welcome uh, in every room uh, and this is uh, really not something that uh, is put on uh, the, the people from the club but it's uh, the atmosphere that that uh, we have in Leverkusen um, and everybody lives it yeah great great okay so part I can imagine that it feels uh, a lot easier when you step into that environment that you feel that every, everything is open that yeah, yeah. But you don't have to to knock on the doors and uh, you don't feel that you uh, interrupt uh, the person in the office uh, when doing anything um, and it's it's very open to everyone yeah okay I great great and what is the most essential item for you that's in that coach's room um i think my camera your camera okay uh, to to, uh, to film the, the my training sessions and uh, the games yeah um because for me video analysis is something um really important uh, doesn't matter what which age you train uh, of course it's uh, getting more important uh, when the players grow up yeah but uh, even the small players can see a lot of things when they look from bird perspective uh, on themselves yeah so you 12s you work with so do you have somebody that uh, that is collecting the videos or do you do it yourself or how does, how does it work yeah i have something uh, i have someone uh, who films our training sessions and our uh, games um, yeah. and uh, we share 
the topics. Uh, he cuts some scenes, um, which I tell him, um, and I cut some scenes. Uh, it's very fun to me because uh, I love watching uh, the games uh, and the trainings, especially when they were successful. Yeah, <laughs> of yeah. course. Um, but also after uh, lost games, I think it's important to to get a perspective which is not uh, connected to emotions uh, yeah. to the game. Are you are you during the games? Are you emotional then? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I try to to hold it uh, back a little, but um, of course, uh, if you are not emotion, in my opinion, uh, in the game, emotional, um, yeah, you you, you don't go to your limits and i try to 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 give the my players this emotion uh, too and and uh, then they can do what they want uh, if they are into the game uh, they uh, i am sure that they give their best yeah. yeah so it's part of who you are and and, and yeah. games should be something something special to me uh, even also for the players of course uh, and I try to live that. Yeah, great. Okay, so you have somebody that that that, that helps you, and it helps you evaluate uh, on a on a more quiet moment, maybe the day after or two days after, when when the emotions are settled down. Yeah. You can look at the at the at the videos and okay, maybe I was right, or maybe I was wrong, or maybe I was too into it, or whatever. Or it 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 gives you a, an objective view yeah. on what what the team was doing yeah i had uh, a few weeks ago i had a situation with my left defender um he played on my side where i was coaching uh, in the first half um, <clears throat> and he's very brave in his game uh, he yeah. plays a lot of passes that are uh, a little risky um, and of course they don't work uh, always um, and um, then uh, during the game, I criticized him um, because he played this pass again and again. Um, and after the game, I watched the video uh, and uh, I saw that uh, the big part of this passes really had a good idea. Uh, okay. And um, if they worked, uh, it would be great. Yeah. Uh, it would be more and more chances to score a goal yeah. and then i go i went to him and and sh i showed him the scenes and said sorry uh in in the game i was i was wrong uh, yeah. please do that again in the other games too yeah. keep this braveness what you. was his reply or what, what what was it what was the situation yeah he is he's a cool guy uh he, he uh you're talking about the 11 12 year old right yeah yeah um and uh i really uh, don't remember the the right wording uh which he said but uh, he smiled uh and i i i, I had the feeling that he was thinking uh, yeah i knew that you don't have to tell me <laughs> that's cool that's cool that's pretty uh autonomous already for yeah. for a young kid that he knows bad well he knows that he was making the right choices even though the coach was yeah. saying uh, but maybe it also says something about how you connect with your players that you want to sometimes be above but also be on the same level with them yeah of course uh, I, I would say I, I always try to be on the same level um, because uh, yeah I'm still very young uh, I think I can uh, get in that perspective 
to to get their point of view. And I try to make a lot of jokes when it's not uh, when it's uh, not necessary to be serious. Um, and uh, my relationship is pretty uh, on on one level with the players. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And <clears throat> so, but back to the to the video. So you 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 take the moments of, of your players. How does it work throughout the week? You cut clips for them, and they can watch it uh, whenever they want. Or do you have a sit down as a team or as an individual? How how does it work for you? Uh, I always uh, try to cut the scenes as uh, early as possible in the week. Yeah. Um, when we play on Saturday, I try to to uh, to finish the most important topics on Monday. Yeah. Um, and on Sunday, I cut the goals um, and I send them the highlights in, the, in, in our WhatsApp group. Uh, with the players um, so they have their goals um, and can see what they maybe stupid achieve. question but th these kids they already have a phone yeah uh, one player doesn't have um, ah, okay. but I when when I sent the goals I sent his to uh, sent them to his mom yeah okay um, so he can see them too uh, and the scenes uh, and the topics uh, in a tactical way um, is different uh, from week to week um, sometimes we we uh, talk about it before the next game uh, we come together two hours before the game for example and talk about the scenes sometimes before training sometimes with a smaller group of kids um, and um, I hope as soon as possible it will be possible to uh, um, to come together with the whole team we have 15 players but right now it's still kind of difficult because of corona um, yeah. we are not allowed to to have all the kids in one room okay um but i hope it will be possible yeah to... okay so you take a couple of moments maybe small groups bigger groups to yeah. share and in this age group um is it um is, is video analysis or or using videos is i think is relatively new for them especially kids maybe that that are there for the first year yeah. um is the goal to really go into the depth or is it also because i've heard other coaches saying that also to get used to watching themselves and uh to get used to looking at their own uh recordings etc yeah in my experience the, the first times you make it with the kids uh, of course they are not really in the topic that you want to talk about they are just looking at themselves yeah, yeah. Uh, even if they sit on the bench uh, in this uh, specific scene, they're still watching uh, themselves. Yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. watching themselves and yeah, look, cool. uh, how do I look from from above? Um, but um, I try to 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 get the players in the conversation, not just talking, talking, and they have to listen. Uh, I, I try to to ask some questions uh, about how could we solve this situation better, or what did we good uh, in this situation. Um, and then uh, a lot of fingers go up uh, and the kids uh, are in the situation again yeah. and then we can talk about the focus of the of the uh, scene yeah and the other way around do they come with moments towards you as already as well so okay i've seen this what do you think or maybe they come with a clip of messi of ronaldo whatever uh, no, or not yet, not not yet. yet. <laughs> so it's more a little bit coach driven uh, just to get to know them just to to let them get used to this part of of, of being a professional football player at that age yeah uh, that that's how it works yeah okay and do you film yourself as well 
um, the camera is always like uh, it's a GoPro and yeah. uh, the angle is pretty wide. Uh, so uh, of course, I I am seeable in in many in many scenes, not the whole game, but you can hear me. Um, and I can hear myself, of course. But uh, you, what, 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 how is it to, to hear yourself? Yeah, sometimes uh, when I watch the games, uh, <laughs> I would, I would love to to mute myself, um, <laughs> because uh, yeah, it's, it's really my my voice, my uh, my my loudness in the voice. Uh, I would, I would change some things after the game, but I, I try to. To see it as a possibility to to uh, develop myself. Yeah, um, and it's so, pretty confronting to hear yourself. Yeah. Besides the fact that you that in your head you hear yourself completely different. Yeah. Than than other people hear you, which is always kind of strange. But yeah. to see yourself walking around and see yourself maybe acting emotional or very loud at intense yeah. moments. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very confronting. Yeah, that's right. So what was the biggest thing you've seen for yourself that you thought, okay, I, I, I want to change that? Or maybe it's something you've seen that I'm doing that pretty well. Uh, the biggest thing I, want to ch or I wanted to change, which I saw by myself, is um, I wasn't happy with the effort of one player yeah. in the game. Uh, and I turned around and talked to my assistant coach uh, loud uh, that we should get out this player. Uh, of the game and everybody could hear that uh, ah. and we talk about 11 uh, year old players yeah. um, uh, and after that uh, I, I went to the player I don't know if he if he heard that in the in the game yeah. but I know that uh, the other players could hear that even yeah. on the bench uh, and I said sorry to him yeah then you're and there's also a factor of parents who hear that or whatever yeah. surroundings that's yeah. that's yeah and uh, this this was a big thing which my assistant coach told me also, uh, which was not right, um, not good, um, but yeah. But uh, on the on the positive uh, side, I would say that um, I really try to to uh, be in the game, and uh, I like how uh, how I am focused in the game, and yeah. you can see that on the video too. Um, And uh, right now, I try to get the balance bete between objective and emotion. Yeah, yeah. As we said, uh, as I said in the beginning, it's the complete balance of a youth coach. Yeah, and, and yeah, this, in this topic, the videos help, of course, too, um, because you can yeah, you can see if you made the right decisions in the emotional situation. Yeah. Uh, afterwards. Yeah, understand. Can imagine uh, that. Well, being a young coach, a year and a half now at uh, at Leverkusen, um, that well, before that you were at your local club, you were in school, of course, uh, to to learn how this mastery works, how to become a coach. But it, that it could help that you have people around you, perhaps perhaps like your assistant, that evaluate you or that you can talk to. Is it is it something that you have organized for yourself in a way? Is there people that you can call a mentor or uh, maybe the head of head of youth at the club, for instance? How how does that work for you? 
Um, I, I try to get uh, input input about my my own work uh, as, as much as possible from as much as possible uh, people. For example, uh, our sports psychologist uh, he uh, is he takes part in a lot of uh, video analysis uh, okay. meetings with the with the team, and I I want to get feedback from him afterwards. So you are in in a, in a room with your team, and he sits in the back. Yes. And just watches the the session and maybe make some notes. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, my assistant coach is very experienced. Um, uh, he's coach since, or he's in in our club in Leverkusen since 1988. Uh, okay. first player on yeah. his own uh, until the under 19th, and then uh, since that <clears> as a coach in all the uh, different uh, age groups from yeah. under eight to under 19. Um. And um, of course, I can learn from his experience, um, but uh, I have the feeling that uh, in our club, really everybody wants to help each other. Um, and of course, I am one of the less experienced uh, coaches yeah. and uh, I get a lot of input, um, which is pretty cool uh, in Liverpool. Yeah. And is it easy for you? Maybe Corona doesn't help, but to step on the pitch with other teams uh, to say, okay, I want to check out the U13, U14, whatever. I have a free, uh, uh, I have two hours uh, that, I, that I'm not involved in anything. I'm going to step on the pitch with them. Yeah, uh, during my, uh, b before Corona, uh, when I was in my local team, uh, in the local club before, I was uh, every week, one one day in Leverkusen already okay. uh, and was uh, with the under-13s. Um, right now I have uh, training four times a week, uh, free day is Friday. Um, but, uh, before our training, for example, our, uh, women team uh, trains, uh, at uh, 3 PM. Um, and sometimes when I, when I, w I finished building up the field for our training, uh, I watch their training. Um, and uh, yeah. It's pretty close to each other. Sometimes yeah. we look uh, uh, video sessions, training sessions from other teams, um, and uh, we talk about practices. So uh, the the, the commun communication uh, in the club is pretty good okay. between the coaches. Yeah. What was a coach or maybe a moment that that you thought, okay, that's something I I was really inspired by. So looking maybe at a team or a session or maybe a conversation with a specific coach. Yeah, uh, we have a coaches academy uh, in our club, um, yeah. which is led by uh, Kelt Wardengard. Okay. Um, and um, some weeks ago, we had um, a demonstration session with our uh, under 15s and the academy team. Yeah. Um, and uh, the topic of this uh, session was to to increase the efficiency of our training sessions. Okay. Um. And uh, the goal was to to make the breaks uh, in a in a in a uh, practice not longer than thirty seconds, okay. and between practices not longer than two minutes. Okay. Uh, and there, I understood training sessions do not have to be over two hours; they have to be short but intensive. Yeah. Um, and uh, the game is also you don't have in a game you don't have four minutes four minutes of a break. Um, so try to keep the breaks as short as possible, and then you don't have to train for two hours. Yeah. And since that, uh, I really try to 
to get that. Of course, it's with under 12, it's not that easy because kids in this age uh, need a bit longer to, to switch from one practice to another. Um, but uh, right now I'm analyzing the training sessions uh, and try to stop the time yeah, yeah. afterwards. And we are right now at an average uh, break time between uh, practices of three minutes. Uh, and within this uh, practice, uh, we are at 55 um, seconds. Uh, okay, so you need to bring it down 25 seconds between the moments and you have two minutes or now what did you say two and a half minutes to to yeah. drop it in the resting time okay yeah. and how 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 uh did they give an example on this what was the you know the tricks or the tools that they used for this yeah of course um building up before the training yeah uh, the, the the practices um at, uh, to use the whole field you have um to uh to to get the most important information uh, to the players before training sessions, ah, okay. yeah. um, which I think is pretty interesting. Um, right now, we are again allowed to use the dressing rooms, um, uh, and and um, there I, I try to to give the most important uh, information to the to players before. Of course, you cannot explain before the session every every single practice, no. but you can tell the players which practices you want to 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 make uh, which is the focus of the training and which teams play against each other in the, uh, yeah. in, the in the game uh, at the end of the training and then you you save time doing the session yeah so you can already okay in the end game this team a this team b uh before you can your warm up you can already explain maybe the rules so that's already yeah. saves you some time on the pitch yeah to make it more efficient and uh, in my experience, um, in the first side, you would you would think uh, uh, keeping the the breaks as short as possible makes the training I don't know hectic. Yeah. Um, but uh, in my experience, you are a lot more relaxed because you can give the players a lot of free time before the training session. We have right now our players arrive at uh, five forty five. Yeah. Um, and uh, the training starts at uh, five uh, at quarter past five. So, right? yeah. uh, so they have 30 minutes of free time, okay. which they didn't have before. Um, because you already needed to start training because you have to, you had to use the time in your, in your exactly. idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what did they do? What do they do in that 30 minutes? <laughs> uh, a lot of, uh, funny things uh, <laughs> okay so bonding playing on the phone kicking a ball around whatever yeah exactly uh, Being and sometimes an i really don't want to know what they exactly do right now no. <laughs> um uh, i go in the in the dressing room uh, short shortly before the training starts uh, and tell them the most important information but before they shall be uh, free uh, as long as they move into of course uh, specific rules yeah, yeah, yeah okay can imagine that they that it also becomes their home a little bit more then because they can there they can wind down maybe from the day of yeah. school they have time to chill with their friends yeah. it's good for the feeling that they have at the club yeah they can they can uh, they can prepare for the for the training session which is not uh, pretty easy for a lot of player because they 
have school until I don't know 4 p.m. Training session starts at 5 p.m. Yeah. How should that be possible with eating uh, homework that you have in the in your head? Yeah, yeah. Uh, with uh, I don't know any tests that you have uh, the next day in school, um, and uh, like this they have 15 minutes more, um, but they are not in contact with any information they get. They can they can enjoy their free time. Yeah, uh, it got me thinking uh, on. A quote that, well, it's actually a while ago from Nisteroy who said, okay, we are over pushing young kids. Mm -hmm. So we're, especially when they are becoming talented, they train four times a week. They have to go to school. They are in buses to go everywhere. They have to do their homework maybe after the session. So they are, yeah, they have to be serious and focused, let's say from seven in the morning to late in the evening. Mm -hmm. And you get burned out kids uh, when they're 15, 16. It's, it's pretty relevant for your age group as well, because they are getting into that maybe professional world. Mm. Is it something that you, that you focus, well, that you try to not to, to over push them and then to, 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 yeah, to, to, how, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? They're kids. They need to stay kids for a while. Yeah. Um, to be honest, uh, in my opinion, it's um, it's my task as a coach to create a training session in that way that the players push themselves yeah. uh, to the limits uh, because they are special, uh, they are talented uh, football players and they all have, I think, uh, I hope they all have the same dream. Um, and when you, I think in, when you have passion for something, and then it's not stressful or over pushing to to do this thing. In my opinion, you you have to create your training sessions in that way that the players don't get bored, that they don't get stressed, um, and then you can put information. In my experience, as much as you want. Of course, you cannot expect every player to keep in mind every information you get in a training, yeah. but. If he remember, remembers three uh, information of seven that you gave in the whole session, uh, then uh, the the player developed, um, and uh, of course the the session has to be fun, and, and then it's not over pushing the player, in my yeah. opinion, because it's his passion. He he loves it. Yeah. It there there can there cannot be something that he wants to do rather. Uh, when he's training uh, in our club and then yeah. um, it's not over pushing the players no no i can no i'm not i'm not worried about about on the pitch and specifically when they're at the club but it's more the whole life like you said they oh, okay. they they come from school at four they need to eat there's but now you, you at least you created some moment that they can wind down a little. Yeah. Uh, afterwards, the training, they go home, they have to do homework again. So it's a pretty full life for an 11-year-old. Yeah. Um, so is there a way that maybe you as a coach can influence that to take the pressure off at the club as well? Okay, you are here. Uh, just enjoy. Uh, uh, and because we, yeah, we believe in you, for example, um, there's no pressure uh, in... In mm. that you have to be the best, maybe today in the end you have to be the best. 
Mm. Yeah, of course, there are some ways, uh, not a specific way. For example, as I said, the atmosphere that you create as a club, uh, and of course, especially as a, as a coach of the kids, is very important uh, that it's a funny atmosphere, a free, yeah, yeah. creative atmosphere uh, where, the, where the kids uh, feel good. Um, and for me, it's very important that you communicate with the players, but also in this age, uh, especially with the parents, yeah. um, because the parents uh, have the most information about their kids. Um, and we have one player who um, has school um, on Monday and, and Thursday, um, which, which ends 30 minutes before training starts. Um, and the mother told me, Uh, in the in the beginning of the year and of course uh, I, I i told her that we have uh, that we understand the situation and uh, that it's good to know um because then you can tell the player hey listen to me it's it's okay when it's not working everything in these yeah. sessions but i want to have the feeling that it's fun to you and that you that you give everything you have and after such a long day in school i It's clear to myself that you cannot give every that you cannot give everything, but go to your limits. Yeah, yeah, and also if he knows that the coach knows this, yeah, and he knows that okay, maybe school and the teacher called him. Okay, yeah. you have to stay five minutes. I want to talk to you. He can become. He can come yeah. maybe five minutes later on the pitch because you know, and you can accept that because you know he has only thirty minutes to get at the club and be on the pitch, for example. Yeah, school has to be has always to be on on the first. Uh, yeah, how do you say? School has to come first every time, uh, and then comes uh, football. Yeah, and and the kids need to understand that uh, when they have homework to do, uh, when or when they have to learn for a test another day, and then I am the last person who is angry on them when yeah. they don't come to training. Yeah, okay, I understand. Okay, so um, um, well, th this is pretty clear. What are, in your opinion, the most important characteristics of these age groups besides making it fun and they have a this, this starting uh, pathway into football? What is the most maybe what's the most fun characteristic that that they have? Um, the most fun characteristic is for me um, that. Some of the kids uh, start to get interested in in, in girls <laughs> of their age. Uh, sometimes I get uh, I, uh, I hear some conversa conversations about their first girlfriend uh, in school, and then we make jokes about it, or uh, they tell about it, or they are shy uh, and don't don't want to talk about it, um, which is pretty, pretty interesting uh, and also uh, funny and cool. Um, but in I think this age group is pretty funny because uh, if they have this feeling of a free and creative atmosphere, then they can be authentic. Um, okay. And... Uh, I have the feeling that our players do have this feeling and uh, we have a cool atmosphere. And do you also see that in, let's say, football-wise, that they become like the, the they become a, a typical player with them, some with their own weapons and their own style and their own creativity? Is it something that you see on the pitch as well? Yeah, we have... 
on the pitch, of course. Uh, but another thing, uh, the haircuts uh, <laughs> starts to to get uh, independent from uh, the the taste of their parents. Uh, the kids start to to get their own opinion on how they want to uh, yeah, yeah. to look like, and we have some crazy haircuts. Um, but on the pitch, of course, too, um, they start to develop uh, their own play of uh, their own style of playing. Um, we have some some kids who like this uh, defensive uh, game, uh, who try to uh, to get idols like Virgil van Dijk or something like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, we have these uh, dribblers, uh, skillers um, uh, who play in the front. And uh, yeah, they are developing. So you're using once they are developing themselves, maybe towards a position and maybe a specific role. Um, you you try to to pick out the role models that they connect with, or that they maybe pick out themselves and use them in their development. No, I I don't. Um, but uh, of course, you you see a direction of a player in okay. which direction he develops. Uh, and I don't care if his idol is Virgil van Dijk or Jonathan Tarr from, from Leverkusen. Um, but I think in this age, it's also very important that you do not specialize the players too early okay. uh, for one position. Why? Um, yeah, because you don't know, for example, if you have a good defender right now who is uh, physically de more developed than other players, Uh, you don't really know if he will be this kind of uh, physical uh, uh, in 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 five years. Yeah. So you develop him as a defender, as an inside defender, for example, uh, and then he stops growing uh, at one meter seventy-five, and then his career is over. So yeah. uh, for me, it's the responsibility of the coaches to teach. Uh, as much as possible to the kids to 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 uh, keep the possibility open that they change positions yeah so you give him all the tools that that a uh, that uh, player in this age needs so you you yeah. you let him experience everything and then step by step they will be more specialized it's not up to you to say okay you are a central defender or you are a wing uh, winger um it's up to the let's say next five years to see where it goes exactly and do you rotate then in positions in the game as well and is it uh, uh yeah is, it's like an open way to 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 place them almost in the, in on game day yeah uh, for in our age group or in in our style of playing the biggest difference on the pitch are between uh, wingers and central players okay um, because I expect the, the same things from my central defender, like from my central uh, striker. Um, they always have to think forward uh, and uh, be brave in their game, um, see gaps in the in the lines of the opponent. And of course, the wingers, uh, doesn't matter if the defender uh, or the right winger or left winger uh, in the front Uh, they they should be brave, especially in in terms of dribbling um, and uh, speed with the ball. 
And so I try to rotate in these groups, in these two groups, the players. Uh, sometimes they play on the rings. Sometimes they play in the central, yeah. central uh, positions. Um, and this is the biggest uh, rotation. Okay. Yeah. So there's um, that's an open way. And of course, you can already see some characteristics, but it's not... Okay, I can, I can never play forward because the coach says I'm a defender, or the other way around. It's it's it's. I hear that it's pretty open. Of course, you have players that doesn't that don't feel comfortable in some positions, uh, and then you have to respect that. We have a central defender who who doesn't like to play in in the front, uh, but then he plays in the game, for example, in uh, as a right right defender on the wing. Yeah. Yeah. And there he has to bring other uh another another style of playing than in as a central defender. Yeah. This is for me also a kind of rotation which helps the player to develop um and to get a lot of tools. And what age you think you should specialize more or what does it come naturally around a specific age you think? In my, I have never trained uh, older than uh, under 15s. Yeah. Um, but uh, as I can see, a lot of players are physically far developed uh, in this age already, with 14, 15, 16. And I should, I, I think, when you know how a player is physically developed in the end of his development uh, when he grows up. You can start saying, okay, you are rather a central defender or a left or right defender or goalkeeper, whatever, yeah. um, but not until they are not grown up. Yeah, okay, understand. Okay, and uh, back to you. So we talked a little bit about player development. Um, your personal development, so... Being a, you stepped onto the pitch uh, at your local club. Somebody maybe asked, "Hey, do you want to coach a team?" You said probably yes, and then all of a sudden you were a coach, and you thought, "Okay, this is fun. Let's let's try to 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 be a better coach." Um, and and now you like we like we said already a couple of times, you work at Leverkusen. How how does this process was for you? Because you are. I told you before, so this is not a surprise for you that I'm saying this, but in my opinion, a little bit of the, the typical young, ambitious coach that works his ass off uh, at the local club, invests time uh, going one day at Leverkusen every week just to be there, to get his foot in the door, and now you have it. Um, a lot of young guys and girls or women want this. Um, how do you yeah, how did you reach this, or how did you plan this, or how did you, yeah, how did how how did you end up here where you are now, and how how do you make sure that you that you develop? Um, yeah, uh, I did. I couldn't plan it uh, when I started. Uh, I was uh, after school uh, with uh, when I finished school at seventeen. Um, I, I was at the point that I asked myself, what is the thing I want to do the rest of my life? Of my life? Yeah. It's a long um, way to go when you're 17. Yeah. I, I've, <laughs> I've always had the dream to, to be a player, a football player. Yeah, yeah. But at any point of 
time I had to realize it's not really possible to to uh, earn my money uh, with football as a player. So I thought about a lot of other things like uh, in the manager career or something like this. Um, and uh, then my local club came and, and said uh, to my team where I was playing, we need coaches for our younger teams. Does anybody want to train? Uh, and then I just said, yes, I want to try it. And then it, step by step, I, I went to a club in Cologne, uh, to a youth club, a youth football school. Um, and I started to to uh, be in Leverkusen once a week. Um, and uh, Did you call them? Okay, can I be here? Or how did, how did I go? Yeah, when I did my license, um, I got to know a person who was uh, who was working in Leverkusen, um, and uh, I contacted him uh, and uh, asked him if he could try to to get me into there. Yeah, like an internship. Um, pardon? Yeah, it's, it, it, uh, it, it's almost like an internship to help out yeah. maybe one 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 day a week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then um, uh, last season I got uh, assistant coach of under 10 team um, and uh, then in summer I got the information that uh, I will be the first coach of under 12 team and um, how I make sure uh, that I develop day by day is uh, even something like this we are doing right now yeah. uh, to get out of my comfort zone. Uh, I have to have to say I was you, you seem pretty comfortable before. I was pretty nervous before yeah. <laughs> okay. um, but I, I always try to challenge myself uh, I always try to to make as, as much as possible um, to to live this passion because at the end of my career at any day I I want to prevent one thing that I say you could have done more to reach your goals, which you maybe haven't reached. And I really don't want to get to this point where I have to say to myself, you didn't do any everything you could. And um, yeah, for me, it's a dream to, to be on the pitch every day. And uh, things like analyzing my training sessions, my games, my behavior, um, to reflect uh, about uh, also my... Um, my what is it, my relationship to to the parents to the to the kids every day uh, to try to to analyze how they react on me yeah it's uh, it's your daily process you almost yourself. yeah and um is there almost is there like a routine that you have for yourself okay game day is saturday then sunday you cut the cut the clips which is already kind of your first moment to yeah to look at what you've done during the game day uh you you tra you film your training sessions you have a sports psychologist watching your team talks once in a while is there like a rhythm in 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 that process uh weekly or monthly not really a, a rhythm um because you you cannot um say that situations in which you are challenged are regular Okay. Um, I think uh, in a situation where you have the feeling, okay, maybe this wasn't correct uh, of myself, or maybe this was correct. Um, how do other people think about that? You cannot plan that. Um, and 
as I said, I, I'm pretty lucky that I have an assistant coach who's experienced. He always gives me feedback every yeah. day and uh, the video sessions too. Um, but there's no routine. Okay. I try to do everything as soon as possible. For example, when we play on Saturday, I have the video sessions on our intern server on Sunday. Yeah. And sometimes I think, why don't you relax now? Uh, just watch something different, not football. But yeah, it's hard to me uh, when I have the access to my laptop uh, yeah, yeah. and could, could watch our game uh, and get input. Uh, to develop myself and my players, uh, then to to relax and do something different. Yeah. Okay. So on Sunday it already starts, yeah. and uh, okay, then Monday you're at the club. You go more into details, um, and then after, <clears throat> uh, uh, okay. So and then at one point, this uh, sports psychology steps into your room. Is it is it something that you ask, or is it something that that he does, or how how does it go? Uh, I, I, he offers to everybody uh, yeah. his help, but um, I try to go to him uh, and really ask for that um, because I want to give him the feeling that he can be critical to me every yeah. time. Okay, so um, an open and, situation. Yeah, I try to I try to be open, uh, try to be open for criticism um, and uh, yeah try to give the feeling to my surrounding people also to my players to the yeah, parents is uh, something different about, but uh, especially to my players to to come to me and also uh, be critical i always say to, in the video analysis um, that i know the perspective from a player and that the perspective of a player is some, sometimes different to the perspective of a coach uh, yeah. on situations on the pitch and uh, if they have another opinion on a situation they can talk to me and say even in front of the in front of the group because uh, maybe i'm wrong why yeah. why should i be right every time so um yeah i try to to give this atmosphere of openness for criticism yeah so you're giving the example that somebody is also open to evaluate and feedback yourself so they the players see okay this is pretty common there's not like this one authority that determines everything no he we can yeah we can push back on him on a positive way as well or sometimes if we don't like it we can push back as well it's it's almost a, a equal uh, relationship yeah because you you have to understand on your own and then you can give it to your players that every criticism is not against your person you as a person um, but it's it's never against something but it's to develop your footballer or your coach yeah. uh, and not your person nobody wants to, to change you in your char characteristics uh, your personality uh, but try to give feedback uh, on the coach or on the player so uh, was that something that you had to learn yeah yeah, yeah because uh, the passion <laughs> sometimes uh, makes it uh, hard to to separate these two things, yeah, yeah. Um, personality and and uh, the coach, um, and sometimes they get together. And when you get criticism uh, for anything, um, then I have to breathe 
and have to say to myself, okay, it's again, it's for your coach uh, yeah. and not your. It's the way how I act, not who I am. Yeah, that, that's yeah. almost what what it is. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and the, the higher up you will get in this pyramid, the more important that will be. Yeah. Because if you're in the stadium of Leverkusen and there's 50, I don't know how much people can go into the stadium, but 30. there's 30, if 30,000 people find, have an opinion about you, yeah, then it becomes really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Is that your end goal? To get there? Yeah. I want to get the maximum out of my uh, oh, That's career. a very political answer. Yeah. <laughs> and the maximum, of course, is uh, <laughs> professional football in the uh, top level. Yes. Okay, so you're on you're on your way. Okay, so so separating, let's say your personal feelings uh, into uh, and 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 the feedback that uh, that that um, that you're getting is 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 very good advice. I think. Did you already use maybe in a different way this as well when you were at your amateur club? You were still young, but maybe have another coach watching your sessions or have another coach sitting with you in the dressing room. Uh, or maybe a parent filming you during a game. Um, was it something that you used already before Leverkusen? Um, I was always lucky now in, Leverku in Leverkusen and uh, also in the club before that we had uh, yeah, in Germany Sportlicher Leiter, leader, leader of the co head coach, yeah, yeah. Yeah. something like this, um, who was always on the pitch and um, he he gave a lot of feedback um, we had a lot uh, we had a clear concept in the club before uh, where I, I was training uh, for the youth uh, players in um, concept you mean uh, like an identity was, yeah. was, was was in the concept clear uh, which which focus uh, we have in the training sessions uh, over the whole year yeah um, and our head coach there was pretty ambitious to to keep this concept um, and then we got a lot of feedback we had uh, regular meetings with the coaches um, we all were students so uh, it was also a cool atmosphere we gave a lot of feedback to each other yeah. but I didn't have a special person to uh, analyze myself uh, or to develop myself no. Would would be something that you would recommend as two starting coaches to create something like that? If if for example, if it's less structured or uh, because seeing yourself, you said it's pretty confronting. I know it for myself as well. We had the video video analysis, and of course, every time the camera went to the right, that was where the dugout was, and you saw me shouting or whatever. You could hear me pretty loud, mm. which is very very interesting to hear, like you said. Yeah. Would you recommend it, even though if you're a starting coach, to sometimes just yeah try to get some footage from yourself or people uh, evaluating? Of course, uh, it's always interesting and helpful. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If you look at um, uh, well, you've you've told me a little bit about um, how to. Yeah, how you develop, how you let's say your daily grind on on the on developing yourself, how you work, what kind of atmosphere you want to want to create for players. Um, but what is your maybe your the type of coach you want to be for players, and what who is your inspiration in that that case? Is there an example that you've 
for example, Klopp or whatever that you read, everything that he does, or is there something that you follow, or is there is there is there a, almost like an example for you? Yeah, um, I I do have some, something like an idol, and uh, as you know, I'm from Germany. It's not yeah, yeah. really hard to know who this is. It's uh, Julian Nagelsmann. Okay. Um, I I. Yeah, I follow his way and since he was in Hoffenheim with 28. Yeah. And, and I just uh, love his way of working with the different groups of people, um, with the press, with the with the team, with his staff. Um, and I try to get as much as input. Uh, I, I watch every press conference of okay. him. And uh, the interesting thing about him is for me that he gives everybody he talks to the feeling that he is really talking to him. Uh, okay. right now and he takes his time for him um, for example his press conferences are never the same uh, he always tries to really answer the question and not to give any answer which not superficial answer or whatever question. yeah yeah and um, i think he's pretty authentic uh, pretty empathic yeah it's the right wording um and As much as I get the information, he's also pretty uh, funny guy, <laughs> like skateboarding yeah. around the training ground uh, and <clears throat> things like this. Um, so, yeah, he's something like an inspiration. Is he the, let's say, the the most, the best example of a modern coach? I think so, yeah. He, he, he has uh, a lot of knowledge, knowledge about football. <coughs> able to trust in his staff uh, to give uh, to give tasks to his assistant coaches and to give them the feeling of being important uh, yep. to 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 the success of the team uh, which is not every time pretty easy um, if you have a lot of knowledge about uh, the thing you are working in um, but I think he has a good balance between trusting and working and uh, seriousness and uh, yeah, funny atmosphere. Yeah. And he has, he's created his own, even though he's young, he created typical style and yeah. typical personality, yeah. which you hear more and more is very important that you find your own style and you find your own way Yeah. Uh, I can imagine as a young coach that that he is something that you that inspires you. Um, but copying is a whole different story. Yeah. Cop just copying is is not being yourself. Yeah. Um, so in the end, you have to be find your own style as well. But you connect with his style the most. That's kind of what I'm hearing. Yeah, sometimes I'm I'm also pretty uh, happy that I don't get a real insight in some uh, styles of of working um, of professional coaches because uh, I could imagine the danger of copying some things is big yeah. um, because you have in mind they are successful so it must be successful if you do it like this uh, yeah. but as you said copying is the wrong way um, but some some basic things I. I think uh, which you can see in 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 their behavior uh, in the different settings um, is interesting to reflect about and to maybe improve your own behavior in these situations. Yeah, no, and there's not there's nothing wrong with 
copying things that you find interesting just to try how to how it feels or try just to experience them and in the end you make it your own yeah if you drive a car you have to copy the guy next to you that is teaching you as well but in the end you find your own way and it's i think it's the same way with coaching in a, in the early phases of 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 a of career you just okay you you read something or you see something that's interesting you just try it and you make it your own if you if you have to find out everything yourself yeah yeah you need a little bit more time yeah yeah for example uh, if you if you watch games of manchester united uh, i always see that ole gunnar solskjaer is uh, someone who sits a lot of on his bench and watches the game sometimes on his pad uh, and uh, sometimes just uh, watching the game um and uh, yeah i try to to be a little calmer doing the yeah. game but it's not me um so uh, this was some some situation where copying was uh, the wrong way I, yeah. yeah but yeah the, the, there's nothing wrong with trying it yeah if you don't try you don't know Yeah. And so now you can maybe move towards Conta a little bit, who never sits down and <laughs> keeps shouting all the time, which is completely different. Yeah. But there's a there is a there's a way. Yeah, it's for for everybody. It's it's um it's finding your own style, finding your own personality. And also it's I think it's very much connected to your own personality and your own values. So if you are somebody that works the best like maybe you said to connect it with your emotions you don't try to block them but use them yeah uh if you are more the analytical type it almost feels fake if you stand up and start shouting exactly yeah 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 okay um are you a reader uh during the lockdown i was a big reader okay uh, uh, uh but um when my uh, day is structured like this uh, yeah, yeah. i'm not reading a lot i have some magazines that i get in a regular time uh, about football like coaching magazines german coaching, coaching magazine magazines. yeah with practices uh, and some texts but um books uh, i read uh, during the lockdown a lot okay. what was the last book you read the last book was uh, i think the biography of uh, jürgen klopp okay um i read a lot of biographies um to yeah, we are again at the point uh, yeah, to yeah. Get some input yeah yeah um, to get inspiration yeah yeah would would you recommend the book oh uh, yes okay so every coach should have had at least the club version on his desk yeah okay okay and um um so we talked about inspiration who should we get on next is that something you thought about to inspire us Yeah, um, I thought about uh, one coach or two coaches. Uh, one coach is um, our coach of the academy team, uh, Benjamin Adam. Um, yeah. The academy team is between our under-15s and our under-17s. Yeah. Um, and he's the first coach of this team in our club. Yeah. We have this team since this year. And another coach, he's the guy uh, who I was um, hospitating uh, when I was uh, in my old club. Ah. Um, and he was the under-13s coach in Liverpool okay. before. Okay, um, yeah. And I spent a lot of time. He was, let, let's say, your first maybe uh, mentor that guided you yeah. towards uh, Leverkusen. Okay, cool. And the other coach is um, the under-12 coach of Eintracht Frankfurt, okay. uh, Okan Gündus. 
Um, I love his way of working. Um, he's pretty successful with his team, not just with the results, but uh, also with the style of playing. Yeah. Uh, he develops his players really good. And he also creates a really, really good atmosphere with his with his kids. Uh, and I think it should be interesting to listen to him and uh, he when he explains his style of working. Okay. Did you already talk to them about this or not? No. Okay, I would, so, if you so, want to. Yeah, if you would. And, they, and, they, and if they listen to this podcast, it's a little bit pressure. So they cannot yeah. say no. So yeah. that's, that I helps. Always. <laughs> this episode. <laughs> yeah, great. So listen to this and specifically listen to the end where we where we call out you to, to be on the podcast. <laughs> no, that's all that always helps. Okay. Before we before we end this, what is maybe the most important, even though you are a junior, the most important that you would like to share or give give away with to, to the coaches that are listening? For me, the most important thing in my work is uh, to be uh, um, to have empathy yeah. uh, with the kids, because uh, all the topics we talked about, uh, the pressure they have in school, um, <clears throat> the pressure they have with social media nowadays, yeah. um, uh, they get pressure from every direction. Um, and for me, the most important thing is to be understandable to to have understanding for them uh, to to get their in their perspective to see their way of life and then uh, many problems can be solved pretty quickly um if you're understandable yeah so if you get to know your player you know what is in his life yeah. for example the kid you know that on thursday he's coming out of school at 4 30 instead of four which gives a little bit pressure at that moment it's yeah. going to help you understand him when he's rushing on to the pitch. Yeah. Those yeah. small things. Yeah. And if you, yeah. So empathy. It's interesting that almost every coach we talk to never talks about, I want to pressure with my number nine and 11. And everybody's talking about the relationship. Uh, coaching in football is not about football. That's becoming more and more clear. It's about working with, yeah, with people and kids. Yeah, when I remember, I, I, I just talked to to, uh, to a pair of parents uh, of a player which we, um, which who's coming to us in summer uh, to the club. Um, and I tried to explain them because they told me in, 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 the, in the time before they are feeling under pressure uh, on their own. Uh, they, all, they really want to come to the club and things like that. And I tried to make them clear when I was a kid and I was in school uh, and the, 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 the lessons we have, the subjects we have, we had in school, I couldn't say math was something that I hated, but it was dependent of the teacher I had yeah, um, and the atmosphere that was in the, in the, in the class uh, doing his, his uh, lessons. And uh, then I learned a lot from the teachers uh, when I, felt that I could make this mistakes and he's not angry on me. I can be creative. Uh, I can, yeah, to give input, input in the lesson. And I don't have to worry about any consequences. Yeah. Uh, you could I be yourself mistakes. almost. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. You could be yourself. That's the goal. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, for me, this is the most important thing. Um, and yeah, then the players train each other. If you are uh, that uh, honest, you can put a ball 
into the middle uh, in two teams and when they play against each other they are talented uh, they have they will become better it's that easy every situation yeah, yeah. you and just change the rules in the setting and the different outcomes will or the different learnings will come out exactly yeah. and if you, if you if you have a player one who in a one tra in in this in a training session uh, gives everything he has and tries something then the player two who plays against player one has to give everything on his own to to be successful in the in the competitions with player one yeah. uh, and then you don't really need a coach in every situation uh, to develop this player but both players need to have the feeling that they are free and can be creative and can make mistakes and then they challenge themselves yeah yeah well great great um concluding so we don't have to overcomplicate football we have to be there for the players and create the right circumstances and they then they will push themselves almost exactly okay great maybe it's a great way to end this <laughs> yeah okay good conclusion thank you uh, marvin for this thank talk i really enjoyed it and um uh, we had to put some work in it but they, i'm glad that we that we did and that uh, that we had a chance to talk to you and uh it will be interesting to see where you're at uh, maybe uh, in a couple of years and do this again <laughs> oh, could be sooner as well for years, sure. I can give you the phone number of Guardiola and then you yeah, 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 that's my goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But so, no, no. thank you very much for having me. Uh, yeah. It was a pleasure, and uh, I'm excited to see which other guests will be here. Great. Well, I'll keep you posted. We'll 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 stay in touch. We'll speak soon, and I'm pretty sure that this is not the last time that you are here. Thank you very much. Thank you, Marvin. Speak soon. Bye bye. Thank you.